Louder! What is going on, everyone? Lord Scuba Cobra here, bringing you the return episode of Somewhat Supernatural. Welcome to season three, everyone. That's right, it's spooky season. And you know, every spooky season, we bring back Somewhat Supernatural. I have been on a long, long, long hiatus from the show. Um, I was just living life, man, and trying to, to, to bring you guys better content. I listen to a lot of the old episodes and we ramble on and on and on and on about, you know, the, the subjects that we talk about and we get sidetracked and there's so many different sidebars. So I just wanted to condense everything down, give you guys the gist of what we're talking about and just discuss in the chat if you guys have any questions. So on today's episode... We're going to be discussing brujería. And for those of you that don't know what brujería is, brujería is just the Spanish term for witchcraft. So what I did differently right uh, here, as you can tell, I don't have a co-host today. What I do have, what I am bringing you a little bit later on in the show is I'm going to bring you a guest who actually practices brujería. Um, she's going to tell you a little bit about herself. Um, she's going to tell you a little bit about what she does and how we met, because the way we met was really cool. Um, she is one of my former students, so it, it was just really cool the, the, the way we first had our very first interaction, but I'll introduce her here a little bit later on in the show. So let's jump into it. What exactly is a, what exactly is brujería? What is a bruja? What is a brujo? Well, simply put, like I said, bruja means witch in Spanish. So over many centuries, brujería in Latin America has become a deeply personalized practice with roots in several spiritual lineages including Yoruba, Macumba, Vodou, and like so many more. Like there's so many, so many different routes to, to brujería and, and curandes, curandesmorism. Like there's just so many different things. But just touching a little bit on the history. So Latin America, they were being colonized by Europeans beginning in the 15th century. And leaving a desecrated indigenous culture in its wake, some native healing medicine, magical traditions syncretized with Roman Catholic Church, and this led to a kind of hybridity in contemporary spiritualism. In the 1500s, when the Archbishop, tongue tied, it's a live show. What can you do? Um, in the 1500s, when the Archbishop of Santo Domingo and fifth bishop of Puerto Rico, Nicolas Ramos, recorded his recollections of black. Brujos, male and female, so brujos, brujas, uh, who engaged with the devil in the shape of a goat, and every night in front of this goat cursed God, Santa Maria, and the sacraments of, holy, of the Holy Church. So Ramos wrote asserting that they did not have nor believe in a God other than the devil. They performed these rituals in some fields. Apparently, they were in a trance. 
not in dreams since they were some people there, there were some people that actually saw them doing this. So it wasn't a dream. Um, these people Ramos continued, tried to make them sorcerers and refrain from their doings through chanting and holy gifts. And with all this information, they came to him or came to me. He says this perpetual demonization of elements of African worship set up the forefront forefront to the centuries of demonization of brujeria practices. So as it is with history, you really only ever get one side of the story. So that right there, just what I read right there, you could tell it's all one-sided. Um, there, there's a lot of these practices that people just don't understand. And they're not a lot of, I mean, are there some that stem from black magic, things of such? Yeah, of course. But not everything has evil roots. So from the 16th century to the subsequent 18th and 19th centuries, slaves were shipped from Africa to Puerto Rico and Hispaniola and were forced to convert to Christianity because that's what they do by imposing church and overseeing hacendados, which are landowners. So branded slaves were baptized to be fully recognized as property of hacendados. In the late 1800s to early 1900s, the early days of American occupation within Cuba, there were established attacks to undermine the legitimacy of several Afro-Cuban institutions and organizations, including Brujeria. So with the growth of a single Cuban identity came a greater appreciation for conformity and deviation from creolized manifestations. However, the declination of faith-based practices in Cuba due to the rise in Marxism from like 1959 to the 1990s uh, led to practitioners of African Cuban religions to have to find innovative ways to survive Castro's political informants that particularly called for suppression of witchcraft and brujeria. So they were just trying to basically stop people from doing these practices. But these things are just so rooted in history that they, that you can't stop this stuff. Um, so the introduction of spiritualism of spiritism in the 20th century attracted more participants of all racial backgrounds. So what started off as a African and Latin thing. now there's tons of different people that are, that are in this in, in different uh, racial backgrounds. It also added new foundations of practice and ritualistic objects, such as Santiguos, which are healing blessings, uh, 19 despojos, which is spiritual cleansings, prayers and spells, and an array of indigenous, medieval, Catholic, and African offerings. So it's this melting pot of just different things uh, that makes up brujeria. So it's not all evil. It's not anything with evil intent. So like in Mexico, for instance, uh, the annual celebration of honoring the dead during Dia de los Muertos has origins in Aztec culture, but also takes place on All Saints Day and All Souls Day on the Catholic calendar. So if you are of Mexican descent, of Hispanic descent, you know very well. If you've seen the movie Coco, you don't have to be Mexican. You saw the movie Coco. That is all based on, on brujeria. So, you know, it, it all has origins to leading back to, to certain cultures and things like, like that. So um, 
So like in Santeria, an Afro-Latino religion with Yoruba roots, uh, Yamaya, considered the mother of all and queen of the sea, is one of the most beloved Orisha in Cuba. Her image is closely tied to the Virgin Mary. It's not the Virgin Mary, but it's very closely tied. Um, so in the 19th century, Brujeria appeared in English works describing contact between English speakers and Spanish speakers in Texas, Mexico, and the southwestern United States. In 1838, in the 1838 novel, Mexico versus Texas, a Mexican soldier describes his enemy's works as brujeria. An anthropologist working for the Smithsonian Institution in 1888 noted that his Mexican interpreters referred to Apache ceremonies as brujeria. So if they didn't understand it, it was automatically brujeria. Um, Anthropologists, sociologists, and even criminologists continue to comment on brujeria into the 20th century. A law enforcement premiere on occult crime identified brujeria as a mix of Catholicism, indigenous herbal lore, and European witchcraft that spread among Mexican-Americans in the 1950s. But it dates back further than that. A 1979 sociological paper explored brujeria among Mexican-Americans, suggesting the practice originally emerged in response to Catholic attempts to convert indigenous peoples. In the early 21st century, some Latino and black women and men have openly embraced the practice of brujeria and the often stigmatized title of bruja or brujo. So who uses brujeria? Well, we can answer that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to my guest on Somewhat Supernatural. First ever time appearing here, like I said, one of my former students, Nevea Aragon. How you doing? Hi. Sorry, it's broke. Um, it's kind of on hard. We're not to get anyone, but hi, I'm Nevea. I've been not, not per se practicing brujaria, but I've been a part of bruja. I was around. I wanted say two or three when everything took place um it's a big part in my household everyone everyone here kind of just we've normalized a lot of people like to say that it's a historical thing it is and sometimes now in the, the world we live in jesus but, but a lot of people many of us can come with it or we can normalize it in life but most of the original and more so formulated parts you are born or when you're basically i guess like welcomed i don't really know how to explain that part yeah but do you want me to start with how my experience yeah yeah tell us tell us about your experience because you said it started early on in your life so <laughs> You know, and, and like with me, my earliest memories are paranormal, you know, and that's that's why I do paranormal investigations, because I saw a lot of messed up stuff. That's why I do this show is because that is a passion of mine. One of my earliest memories is of seeing a ghost. So I'm very interested to find out on what what was your early ex experience with this this type of of, of situation? The first um I would say, because I don't really know how to formulate that into like non-normal words, but basically when I was little, um, you've already known, like 
I had cancer. I was little. Um, I had leukemia. It, it came later on in life, but I was around three years old when my symptoms of it. One day I had a bloody nose and um, worse and worse. My mom took me to the hospital. Eventually I ended up being hospitalized and diagnosed with cancer. I, I was laying in my hospital bed one, one day and I seen a little girl just roaming to her. Every day she'd come in my room, she'd ask how I was doing. She was in a full hospital gown IV and so I would be very confused when my mom would ask who I was. I'd kind of just sit there. And I remember this vividly. I was three or four at the time. And mom, you, you don't see her? Like, it's a little girl. And she goes, I know who it is, baby, but she's not real. And she was like, no, baby, she's not alive. And then that's when it basically started happening. I don't remember exactly when, but I know I've in years now and she's always kind of just been a part of my life um and, and she i didn't really realize it that she was my mom thought oh it's just imaginary friends even though i can see her she's just, just an imaginary friend to me i started getting more involved with my grandmother who, who actually comes from mexico sends to me pieces were falling into place so Lily I've had this doll when I was three I've had this doll basically since I was born her name is Lily she is her class she's everything about her is perfect there's nothing cracked she doesn't have she's a perfect little girl well I guess when I would see this little girl named Lily I didn't really she came from the conjuring house that she was I guess a vessel. She was tied to this vessel. She lived in this vessel. It was her life. I started, I think, around seven. I started to realize that she was tied to this doll, and I started talking to the crystal, which is a pendulum. We would talk to her through Ouija boards and spirit boxes. And now she, when I was very little, they told me I wouldn't have a daughter. I wouldn't have a son. I wouldn't have kids. Had zero percent chances of ever having a child from a very early age to having a surrogate. I fortunately got blessed in 2000. A very, very sweet and loving baby girl, and her name is Julie. She's watching. They told me she wouldn't be doing that until she was at least five years old. She would be completely. She wouldn't talk to me. She wouldn't do anything with me. Unfortunately, she does that now. I'm running around with her baby cousin. <laughs> um, right now, she's playing. Oh, we're having some connection issues. Yeah. Um, so we're having some connection issues right now, Nevaeh. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Um, we'll see if we can get that fixed and bring her back on uh, in just a bit. So... Uh, who uses brujeria? Brujeria doesn't participate in community, hierarchical, or initiation-based practices or membership. Rituals are interdependent on procedures, practices, and attitudes passed down by its participant and heavily depend on forces of nature and spontaneity of the spirits. So um, it, it's like family passes down. We lost you there, girly. I know. I was so <laughs> My Wi-Fi 
coming out for a second. No, no good. But that you're good. You're good. It happens. It's a live show. It happens. But what I was saying is, it's basically you know the the, the practices of brujeria and all that. It's passed down from family member to family member. That's you know that's what I've noticed, um, especially with the little bit of knowledge that I that I have on the, on the subject. Um, you know, I know I know a few incantations, things here and there that that I was taught, um, but it was predominantly female based in, you know, in my family. Yeah. So a lot of that is lost in, you know, on on that side, because it's not something that I can learn, because like I said, it's passed down from generation to generation, but it's all on the female side. So um, we when we first met, it was it was really cool, because, you know, some of the students came up to me and they're like, sir, the new girl can see ghosts. And they ran up to me and they told me like straight up that she can see ghosts. So I like hauled ass down the hallway and I was like, okay, we got to find this new girl. And at the time you had what blue hair. Didn't you have blue hair? Yeah. So I was looking in the hallways for the blue hair girl and I saw you down the hallway and I said, you, and you were like, oh God, they told you. <laughs> yes, I did. I, in my mind, I was like, this is not real right now. I really genuinely have any people that have been so involved here, actually in Texas, with, I would say, paranormal activity in Brujaria. I've met a few girls at school, but that's this year. There's very many females that I've met now, but not yeah. as many. I would say this dude's a fake. Like, I'm sorry, boss, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, this dude's a fake. Uh, uh, I guess explanation as to why he would be doing it. And then I was seeing a little girl and a little boy and they were just running down the hallways and I was like, oh, to school. I was in the second hall restroom. Um, I don't know what hallway y'all call that. that was, but I was in that hallway right next to Mrs. Camarillo's room and yeah. I was and and I just kept seeing these very, I would say, how do I say it? Like, it was very old shoes, and you could tell they weren't, weren't modern because everyone's wearing Air Forces, and they're wearing Jordans or Converse or Vans, and you could tell they, they were not. Maybe they're some off-brand Walmart church shoes. No, no, they weren't. They were genuine, like, old shoes. It's opening, whatever. I start telling my, my friend, I'm just going to call her Sabrina, and dude, I just saw something in the restroom and she was like what you see and i was like some little girl she was just standing there in the stall she wasn't even using the restroom and she was like yeah this she was like wait you see ghosts and i was like yeah, yeah i do and so i'm getting you and just started the whole thing i don't know you can tell your interaction and then i'll continue from there so when they were like, hey, she sees ghosts, I like I said, I got excited because I'm like, hey, me too. What a coincidence. So yeah. then, like, I'm talking to you and you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever, like, whatever, you know. But then, you know, getting to know each other and, and, and talking and stuff, I could tell right away you weren't full of shit, you know. And yeah. I was like, this is cool. Like, it, it's actually cool to meet people that that kind of have the same experience as, as you do, you know? And, and I don't, like I said, I don't see things anymore. I did as a kid. Um, now it's mostly feeling things, you know, and we just, we just moved into this new house and 
my kids, both of my kids have already seen things here. I haven't seen anything per se. There's been little, little occurrences that happen, but nothing that has like stuck out to me yet. So I don't know if it's waiting for me to just catch me off guard or what, but when, when, so there's this stigma with brujeria that it's, you know, black magic and that it's devil worshiping and things of such. What is your experience with the whole, you know, being a bruja and, and, and have you ever done anything, cast any spells for somebody? You know what I mean? Like to, to hurt somebody or anything like that, you know? So a very, very found daughter of Santa Muerte, which so, so basically she determines if it's painful. She de- She's basically a god to me. Even I'm not a very big Christian. I'm not not a Catholic. She's more so who she's basically karma. We call her karma. Yeah. Yeah. And basic bells I have put people under hell candles and, and I basically have put hexes on people, but when I've been abused, um, I'm just gonna say I say so sexually assaulted and really hurt in my past life, which I have, and so I have done it, but is Voodoo wise, I wouldn't say we like take, take the little doll and stick, but like, like we do do some stuff like that. There are some people out there, but that's not my cup of tea. It can yeah, back- see, and like, yeah, it, it will backfire on you. And and somebody wanted to give me a statue of Santa Muerte. Now, that is one thing I will not mess with just because I don't feel comfortable. Um, to the people that do, that's, hey, that's fine. I don't judge anybody on, on what their beliefs are. I just feel like, for me, that's just a little a little too too real. Um, I've done some mm-hmm. research on Santa Muerte. Well, somebody wanted to give me a statue of Santa Muerte one time. They were having, like, really bad vibes with it, and they just didn't want it in their house. And it was a beautiful statue, big statue, too. And they sent me pictures, and... At the bottom of it, there was like a wax layer and you could see that there was stuff in the wax. Like there was hair and there were some other things. I was like, yeah, I don't want that at all. Like I'm all good for taking haunted (laughs) objects off your hands, but I ain't dealing with none of that kind of stuff. You know, I know my limitations and that is where my limitations stop. So just real quick, just to jump back on what I was talking about. Um, in practice, brujos stress to not believe in ritualistic objects or hold or hold too much power pertinence in the material representations of the spiritual entities, but rather focus on messages and powers of the entities that inhabit those icons. Therefore, Santa Muerte. That's why, you know, people worship her idols, you know, and it's. It's crazy. It there's there's facts behind it, you know, and and there there's there's a lot of that people can say, oh no no no. There's proof. There's proof that that stuff works. Power is sensed and manifested when the voices of spiritist entities like uh, Santeria Orishas and the recently deceased are brought on by 
brujería rituals, divination trance, and the making of magic works. The spirit's abstract means of revelation include through emotions, through senses, and through healings as a mean to transform the emotional, uh, to some extent, psychological states of participants. So it's what you believe, essentially. If you have, it's like voodoo. You have to believe in voodoo to work for voodoo to work. If you don't believe in voodoo, it's not going to work. So that yeah. that's a lot of things, you know, a lot of it too, with, with, with all this, you know, brujería and stuff. I saw this guy on TikTok um, and I haven't followed up on him, but I was, I was getting very interested on his thing. And I know you're a teenager, you're all up on TikTok, but there was, I, and I don't know if you ever came across it, but there was this guy and he was daring all of the witches of TikTok to curse him. So he was calling out all these witches. He was basically saying, oh, you're all fake. None of this stuff really works. He sent a piece of his hair and some other stuff to this one witch that was going to cast a spell on him. Nothing happened. So that goes hand in hand with the whole thing that you have to believe in this stuff for it to work either for you or against you. But the thing that got me was when the witches of TikTok were like, oh, well, you're a warlock. That's why it didn't work against you. So people were calling him out saying, well, the reason it didn't work on you was because you also do this stuff. You're just trying to make us look dumb because you're you're basically gaining energy from all of this that is being put on you. The dude yeah. disappeared. He disappeared off of TikTok. Have not seen him. Like I said, I was following his videos because I was like super stoked to see like what the outcome would be. So whether he is a warlock that was draining the witches of TikTok, I have no idea. But it was it was really cool experiment that he was doing when it came to witchcraft, brujería, uh, 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 all those different things, the, the different titles that it holds. Um, what is the one instance... Do what? Okay, you're good. You're good. No worries. So, uh, there's been a lot of brujeria in media. So the name and practice appeared in multiple popular films and TV shows. And there's a there's a Mexican band called Brujeria that's been playing hardcore metal since 1989. Uh, in 2016. Rapper Azalea Banks caused a stir when she posted a video of a floor covered in dry blood and chicken feathers, which she described as the result of three years worth of brujería. So Nevea had to step away. So you're just going to get this mug right here talking about this stuff. And like I said, this is going to be a really long episode. I just wanted to bring you guys a little bit about brujería and its history and, and the stuff that goes on. So there's also references to Santeria and other forms of brujería found all throughout the world, including in pop culture. So Beyonce paid tribute to Ocean, the Orisha of sensuality and love, during the 2017 Grammys. There's a show on Netflix or a movie called uh, Siempre Bruja, which depicts a young slave witch from the 17th century who time travels to present-day Colombia to save the man that she loves. Uh, the video for Princess Nokia's song Brujas off her album 1992 Deluxe begins with five women conducting what appears to be a watery ritual for Yamaya. And more recently with Jadena's Sufi woman video, West African witchcraft was on display. 
Also on Instagram, it's had a huge impact on modern brujeria. The hashtags, hashtag bruja and hashtag brujas have over a million posts combined and some witches are now insta-famous in their craft. But like I said, TikTok too. TikTok's a big one right now. You can, there's so many things you can, you know, reach. You have such a further reach with social media. Do you think mm -hmm. that now that we have you back, do you think that these things can work over social media as well? Um, per se, it depends. If it's have to work, if you believe in it, and if you don't, it's just going to go against you at all costs. Recently, actually, I was dating a dude, and we were meeting up in person. I've gone over to his house. I connected with his mom, and they are and there was just so much that I had told her and it was still registering in her brain and she automatically didn't like me because so that played a big role um, automatically her sister over social media because um, they ended up moving away it was I think a month after they moved away she was going to cast spells me she wasn't gonna fuck with me anymore I'm sorry for my language she wasn't gonna oh you're fine do anything just wanted to leave all the work up to something on one thing and so I said you know what so be it if you want to you're gonna put me under a hell candle completely do it I, I said I have no problem with it at the end of the day I religion stands and I have no problem with you doing it and so she went ahead and did for about two weeks and it got to the point where I thought that was COVID. I went to the hospital and oh, it looks like you have a tumor. And so I went in for a CT scan and it was like, I had went into a CT scan an hour like later, just prayed and prayed and prayed to Santa. Like, I'm sorry for what I did. I maybe no control over what I did. I had no control over of how I perceived my child. I had no, and so so, in that second, I went into the CT scan. They said, you look fine. They said, you don't have a tumor. I got sent home. I've been perfectly fine, legit, ever over social media. But you have to believe in it. You have to realize that this all costs. If it doesn't cost you, it'll cost your family. It'll cost yeah. your friends that you love. It can cost a family dog. It can cost cost a child, it can cost a grandmother, grandpa, what costs something at the end of the day, whether it's your job, your money, it, anything. It'll affect, affect your mental well-being, your stability in life, and a lot of other things that people don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, that's, that's the truth of it, you know, and even with entities paranormal entities i i remember and i talk about it on the show all the time i had something attach itself to me and it was physically draining me i thought i was sick i i went to the doctor nothing was wrong with me i would wake up middle of the night drenched in sweat like if somebody had poured buckets of water on me and there was always this dark shadow in in the corner of my room and at that point in my life i was going through a bunch like it was probably the worst point in my life that i've ever been through and so I, it was feeding off of all of that. And luckily my grandmother was able to 
help me in getting rid of what was attached to me. And I wish, like I said, I wish I could just have a little smidge of, of what she knows, but unfortunately for me, I was born a man and that just isn't going to transfer over. So, but it, it was really cool having you on the show. I appreciate you so much. I know we've been talking about this for like a long time. It's been like over a year that we've been talking about getting you on the show. So I appreciate you coming on. Do you have any socials you want to drop or anything like that where people can reach out to you if they need help or anything? My Instagram. My Instagram is play, uh, Playboy5. So that is uh, V-A-E-H and then zero 5. Uh, you can read that. doesn't work. I do have a TikTok. It would be the same as my instagram or i do have Bayes makeup which um, i do respond on on my socials but like like i said <laughs> like i said like uh reach me on there i'm i'm a very big thing to people at the end of the day i don't judge anybody so if you guys feel your i've seen a lot i've been through a lot i'm currently dating a dude and his mother passed away. I have connected with his mother. I see her. She walks around my room. Actually, my, my jewelry just went missing. And, and I felt the way that she had painfully died. And I, like I said, that if you guys are scared to be judged, and you guys are terrified of slowly talking yourselves into letting yourself do it, mentally you have to be prepared for it. If a family members dead or missing I can't do that unless they are dead but if they're missing and they're alive I can I can't unfortunately talk them into like hey go home person or over the phone but I could most definitely send you prayers and do what I said thank you so much thank you awesome so in short, brujería isn't a fantastical or fairy tale like practice, but a conscious intention based one. It may be shrouded in mystery, but it's mainly about tapping into a deeper language of the universe. And to answer you, Big Papa, no, it's a, it's it's a, it's called Restream. Look it up in Google. That's how I do these interviews, and I just set it up, and you can put your Twitch in there and all your other uh, socials in there. So I'm live streaming across multiple platforms right now um once again guys thank you for joining me on this first season first episode back of somewhat supernatural i appreciate you guys and you as always you can find me on instagram at host with the ghost also you can find me at tiktok and twitch at lord underscore scuba cabra i'm on snapchat too and twitter i believe at lord underscore scuba cabra so find me on there I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks with another topic. I'm trying to get a medium on here. I've been talking to her for a while to see if I can get her on here to talk to us about talking to the dead. So we'll see when that happens. Thank you guys for joining me here on Somewhat Supernatural. Peace.